This is Building Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Mechanical Contractors Association of Detroit. Visit mcadetroit.org. Here's Ken Rogolsky. Good evening. Tonight's edition of Building Michigan puts a spotlight on the Mechanical Contractors Association of Detroit, also known as MCA Detroit. We highlight their apprenticeship program and career opportunities, what the organization is doing to help the community of Detroit, and a dedicated contractor spotlight with some of the top mechanical contractors in the state. I'm Ken Rogulski. Our guests tonight include Chris Freeman, COO, Mechanical Contractors Association of Detroit, Todd Hoyt, President of MCA Detroit and CEO of Hoyt, Brum and Lincoln Incorporated, Laura Rice Kopek, MCA Detroit, Director of Government Affairs, Community Relations, Greg Johnson, Director of Service Operations at McComb Mechanical, Rudy Diaz, Director of Educational Services with MCA Detroit, and Jim Mollicone, President of Western Mechanical. Stay tuned for WJR's Building Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Now back to Building Michigan on WJR. Sponsored tonight by the Mechanical Contractors Association of Detroit. When your next project calls for the best plumbers, pipe fitters, or HVAC technicians, visit mcadetroit.org. Once again, here's Ken Rogulski. Let's say hello tonight to Chris Freeman, who's the CEO of MCA Detroit, and Mr. Todd Hoyt, who's the president of MCA Detroit, and the CEO of Hoyt, Brum and Link Incorporated. Chris, Todd, good to have you both with us tonight. Chris, let's start with you first. Let's start with the very basics. What does MCA stand for? MCA is the Mechanical Contractors Association of Detroit. And so you guys established this thing when? Oh, in one form or another, we've existed since 1925. Um, 2006 was the last time that we merged various groups that worked with the Pipe fitters local 636 and plumbers local 98. And so now that's when we became the Mechanical Contractors Association of Detroit. I often joke that uh, over the last 20 years, I've worked for three different associations, but my office has never moved. <laughs> and you still basically have the same job, only more responsibilities. Exactly. We represent more contractors. So, what do you guys do in a nutshell? Uh, we're the human resource department for 150 employers who hire UA plumbers and pipe fitters. Uh, we co-manage their insurance, pension, training, and other trust funds, uh, which have almost a billion dollars in assets and cash flows of over $100 million annually. We provide training resources for the supervision and office staff of our members, and as well as a unified voice for the industry to local, state, and federal politicians. Do you guys also have a training program, too, to get more new blood into the pipeline so this organization can grow and continue? Yeah, we have uh, recruiting efforts, and I believe later on we'll be talking with uh, Rudy Diaz, who is our director of educational services. He's helping to recruit uh, new quality people into our apprenticeship programs. And then also we have training programs for our supervision to help our employers uh, be able to manage their jobs. This is a local organization, but I'm sure there's a national organization too. So how does Detroit help the big picture of the, of the national organization? That's a good question. 
The national organization is named the Mechanical Contractors Association of America. So it's MCAA. And so we are their local chapter affiliate. I think the official term is affiliate. We are an affiliate of MCAA. And to that end, um, they provide us educational resources. They also focus on some of the more national stuff. They have uh, legislative people at the national level that uh, when it comes to things on, oh, what are some of the national issues we're dealing with currently, Todd? There's there's the pension. Certainly the pension is a big one. Pension um, is a big one. It's notable, yeah. Um, with all the reform going on currently, uh, you're hearing about the Teamsters and so forth. And uh, so, yeah, our, our association uh, gets heavily into legislation and, and uh, monitoring the interests of, of the unions uh, you know, throughout the country. Todd, let's move over to you. You guys have been actively involved with the association with MCA Detroit now for over 25 years. It must be beneficial for you, huh? It certainly is. It's a big part of our success here at Hoyt Brumman Lincoln. Being a union contractor, we work with uh, multiple unions, but in particular, more of the um, local 636 and 98, the plumbers and, and pipe fitters here locally. Um, we do work throughout the country. And, uh, you know, we found out that uh, uh, as we travel and work with different unions throughout the country, that uh, the people here in Detroit are, are trained the best. Um, they put a lot of special effort into uh, making sure that uh, the guys uh, that we call on day in, day out for success uh, are, are, are trained to do just that. It doesn't happen by accident. And uh, we don't see that throughout the country quite as much. I think uh, maybe it's the work that we do here, more heavy industrial, uh, but, but our people are, are quite well trained and, and uh, it doesn't happen by accident. And, and uh, certainly it's the work of our associations coupled with the unions that uh, allow us to send out the best. You are the president of MCA Detroit. Isn't this your second go around as president? Yeah, I, I, I guess, Ken, I got to keep doing it till I get it right. So uh, they elected me again uh, for another term. Uh, I'm very proud of, of the position. Uh, working well with Chris, he's doing a fantastic job keeping everything on on, on task and, and uh, uh yeah, we're, we're happy with uh, the progress we made so far, and, and we hope we leave it a little bit better when, we, when we're done with our term. That's the idea. You must be doing something right. They brought you back a second time. Hoyt Brumman Link was founded in 1971. You guys have an anniversary this year, don't you? We do. We do. We'd like to celebrate a little harder, but with COVID and everything going on, uh, it's kind of a quiet celebration, but uh, we are enjoying our 50th year. Uh, my father, along with two partners, uh, 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 Art Link and, and Bob Brum started the company uh, 50 years ago, and it's grown uh, and uh, been successful for, for over 50 years now. So I'm uh, proud to take it over. Well, here's to another 50 for you. Explain in layman's terms what a mechanical contractor does. Yeah, I, I, what I would say is a true mechanical contractor would be someone that you'd see involved heating and cooling and, and plumbing and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, the lifeblood, I like to call it, of, of, of a building. Um, so uh, that's what, what a normal 
mechanical contractor would do that you see across the country. Uh, you, you also see them get involved in service. You see the vans running around with ladders on top and, 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 and equipment. Uh, so uh, they, they uh, service HVAC equipment, that kind of thing. Uh, our, our company's a little bit different. We're, we, we do all that, but we kind of specialize um, in, in uh, uh, industrial process piping. So we do a lot of work being from Detroit. We work in the automotive plants and we do uh, the, the piping that has to do with, uh, you know, the, the heating and cooling of, of the buildings and, and so forth of the plants, but in particular, uh, the process piping that goes on to help them to, to build the cars. So it would be compressed air that would, would uh, drive their, their tooling. Um, in particular, we do a lot of work in automotive paint finishing. So it would be paint lines, phosphate e-coats, oven piping, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So do you guys not only install and service the equipment, but do you fabricate this stuff too? Do you make it before you install it? We, we do. We do. That's kind of, uh, you know, our, our uh, mission here would be to fabricate offsite um, and, uh, and, and deliver it to the customer for uh, a more efficient installation. HBO owns a big building in Ferndale, over 80,000 square feet. So this is no small feat of yours. Yeah, it's it's one of the larger fabrication facilities in the country. And, uh, you know, as I said, it's kind of our founding principle is to, to fabricate. So we, we can maintain our, our costs and, and increase our quality uh, if we build it off-site and move through the customer's facility a lot quicker. It's also safer. You guys got to be state-of-the-art because some of these paint shops now are unbelievable. It looks like you're walking through Star Wars, and this is cutting-edge technology, and you guys have done a pretty good job at this. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, definitely uh, the higher-end uh, stainless steels and more exotic materials. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a little more than, uh, uh, you know, some of the other other uh, trades might handle. So, uh, yeah, we're proud of it. Oh, you ought to be. Chris, uh, anything from you before we leave? Thank you very much for the time. Well, you're very welcome. Chris Freeman, who's the CEO of MCA Detroit, Todd Hoyt, who's the president of MCA Detroit, and the president and CEO of Hoyt, Rum and Link. Thank you for joining us on Building Michigan. Stay tuned for WJR's Building Michigan show, only on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to WJR's Building Michigan show, only on News Talk 760 WJR. I'm Ken Wardolski. MCA, the Mechanical Contractors Association of Detroit, builds things, very big things, very technologically advanced things. And they have an outreach and apprenticeship program because they always need new blood to keep the keep the process rolling. Joining us this evening is Rudy Diaz, who's the Director of Government Education Services with MCA Detroit. Rudy, good to have you. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. How are you today? Great. Laura Rice-Kopek is the MCA Detroit Director of Governmental Affairs. Laura, good to have you, and it's good to see you. It seems like only yesterday we had you on the show on Mackinac Island. Yes, nice to be here. You guys do everything. You, you, te- you go with the government. You keep everybody in touch with what's going on. Uh, but you got to keep safety on top of everything to keep everybody safe. 
because some of these jobs, let's face it, are are, are kind of treacherous. This is a full-time job just keeping the safety aspect of MCA Detroit moving forward. Yes, that's correct. I mean, safety is a big issue, and we collaborate with um, the Construction Association of Michigan and all our other um, skilled trades components because they have uh, uh, organization and committee that deals with some of those issues, especially during COVID. And Samantha Delapella is also our safety uh, director who collaborates with uh, many of the companies uh, out in the field that uh, implement um, much of the OSHA and MIOSHA regulations and some of the federal regulations that are coming down with respect to safety in the COVID world. So post-COVID world, I, I would add. You know, with all the governmental regulations that are always coming at you, this is a full-time job just keeping up on, on the new regulations coming down the line. It's not just, you know, regulations. It's federal law that affects us, you know, regarding pensions. It's also state law that uh, affects us, you know, as many of the uh, projects have to uh, comport with uh, many of the regulations on the state level and the construction uh, field and also safety field, licensing field. And... Um, so it's a, you know that aspect is a full-time job, and that's why we use a lot of collaborations with you know other committee uh, committees that operate within the industry. Rudy, safety is an important thing too for you, and having a drug-free workplace is very important. But let's face it, marijuana is now legal in the state of Michigan. Does this make your job that much more difficult? Uh, yes, it does actually. Uh, it's 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 having to explain to um, a lot of applicants the difference between being legal in the state versus being legal at the federal side. Even though the state's already legalized marijuana, uh, what we tend to do and our what what our contractors do is that they work a lot with hospitals and federal facilities where it's still illegal. And then when you look at what it produces and what it does and the effects that it does, it still creates an environment for the apprentice that uh, they can uh, be under an influence, uh, they can hallucinate, they can put themselves in danger, not only themselves, but someone else that's working with them. So just for that purpose, uh, we just try to keep it at the level where we don't interact. The drug free is a must. Uh, it's required by the state uh, in our industry, by the feds in our industry, uh, especially by our own contractors. Because uh, keep in mind that every time someone gets injured, uh, it's never something good. Uh, we're trying to make sure that the workers that come out to the field and work get home safe to their families. So is, it any, is it any more difficult to keep a drug-free workforce today than when it was, let's say, 5 or 10, 15 years ago? We're dealing with a new generation of uh, young individuals, and, and I believe to an extent it is, simply because if we go back to when we were younger, uh, many, many moons ago, it was just embedded into us that we needed, we could not do anything that was hazardous that would keep us outside of our realm of what it meant to be work safe. Today, due to the environment and due to the new generations and laws that have passed, They've made a lot of things acceptable that when you look at the world and the picture itself in general, it still continues to put people in danger to an extent. If you're home and you want to partake in whatever you need to do, that is completely up to you. But when you're in a work environment, keeping you safe is very important. 
finding good people to work is very, very important for just about everybody. Uh, you guys have an apprenticeship program that is second to none because basically you not only teach people a skill, but they get paid in the process. You don't see that kind of deal coming down the pike too often. No, not really. And you, and at least for the plumbers, there's also a parallel path to college where they can earn a college degree, an associate's degree, you know, from Washington Community College, get it paid for. And so, you know, the final goal, five years, you have a skilled trades, but you also have an associate's degree. And, you know, just to let you know and the audience know that the plumbers had their application open from October 1st to December 31st, and they'll be accepting applications and the interview process will take place. But recruiting good people is a full-time job because it's Rudy and you indicated culture has changed and smoking marijuana is legal and acceptable in the state of Michigan, but not in the construction trades because of safety factors. So if uh, people are coming into the industry, when people do recruiting, the one of the criteria is that you're drug free. And if you're not drug free, when you come into the boot camp or you come into the uh, apprentice program, there are random testing. And some people, for as much as you tell them it's a drug-free environment, you are going to get tested. They come into the boot camp and still test positive. So that right there, they're not going to be able to participate because this industry strongly believes in you know, uh, safety in the field and you know people learning, but you know to be drug-free as well. Am I hearing this correctly that an apprentice can start and make $34,000 a year and eventually work to getting a, either an associate's degree or a full bachelor's degree? Uh, at this point in time, they would get an associate's degree. Uh, if they wish to take their degree further down the line, I'm sure that uh, like every every other time, contractors are willing to help them that they work for. But yes, they can eventually convert that to a bachelor's degree down further down the line. And they would start off with very good pay. They start off with all their benefits. Uh, they start off making very good money and they go into a career that doesn't just end in construction because they always need people to work the front offices. They need people to back uh, estimate jobs, to work behind desks, uh, to be foremen, to be supervisors. So th th there's a lot of possibilities that other than going through this particular path, you would have to go to school, get yourself in that by getting a business degree or some kind of another, you know, educational degree, and then eventually wait the time and the experience to get the opportunities that within time this career is going to give you. So one, no college debt. Two, you're getting paid. And three, you are learning a career, a lifetime career. Do you have any openings for apprenticeships uh, at MCA Detroit? Yeah, currently we do. Uh, and that's because of the silver tsunami of many people retiring. And so you have people that either found out that this is not the trade for them or the career for them. You have the retirements. So we had one class earlier this year. We will have another class later on with the application process open now until December 31st. And next year, you know, there's a discussion of how they're going to implement the different classes for apprentices next year because the attrition level, you know, we got with retirement and everything up and all the other issues is great. And, you know, and the construction industry is working at full throttle and they need people. So, if, you know, people want to make a good living, get an education and be debt free. This is a very good consideration you know, for a career 
because as Rudy said, it's not just the construction aspect of it, it's also the office aspect that you become, you can become a foreman, a superintendent on the field, you can become a, an appraiser, you can become uh, an, uh, a project manager, and there's so many different arteries from this career that uh, I think if other people really knew about it, they probably would uh, check it out first before just going to college to get a liberal arts degree. How do we apply? Well, you can go online, DetroitPlumbingCareer.com, and it will lead you to the information you need. And that's open 24-7 until December 31st. And then that's an artificial drop that date for that application period. The next year, there'll be another application period. Rudy Diaz and Laura Rice Kopech from MCA Detroit, thank you for joining us tonight. Ah, oh, thank, thank you. you. Stay tuned for more of WJR's Building Michigan show only on News Talk 760 WJR. Now back to Building Michigan on WJR. Sponsored tonight by the Mechanical Contractors Association of Detroit. When your next project calls for the best plumbers, pipe fitters, or HVAC technicians, visit mcadetroit.org. Once again, here's Ken Rogulski. Uh, we move along down now to Mr. Greg Johnson, who's the Director of Service Operations for Macomb Mechanical. Greg, good to have you. Macomb Mechanical, you guys have been around for quite a while, and you've experienced some pretty dramatic growth here lately. Yeah, that's correct. I've been around for 50 years. You got a big new facility too? Yep. In 2007, we moved from Fraser over to Sterling Heights to uh, account for the, the large growth. And, and as you were saying there, and yeah, so here we are. We watched your uh, big water tower be painted with your Macomb Mechanical logo on it. It was quite an operation. Your company motto, relentlessly committed to excellence. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So as, uh, as a member of the executive team, we sat down at the beginning of last year and said, all right, what do we want to do? Uh, we've been around for 50 years and and what do we want to do for our next 50? And uh, the consensus was we wanted to make sure that in all all realms, we're, we're focused on being the best, uh, the best industry leader we can, the best company, uh, the best people to work for and work with. And that's absolutely what that model means. We're relentlessly committed to excellence. Absolutely. Are you guys really a family operation? We are. Yeah. The company was started 50 years ago by my grandfather. And from there, it was handed off to his sons. Um, and it stayed in the family the entire time. I'm the nephew and I'm coming in a couple of years later and enjoying it. It says you guys are a commercial services repair and maintenance operation across all services. What do you exactly do? So we're a mechanical contractor that focuses on uh, your HVAC, plumbing, and fire suppression. We do have a full project department, so we can build everything from ground up. And then I run the service department, so we also service everything we put in or service everything that you had somebody else put in, and it's just about that time. Now, you've been with them how long? I've been here for five years. And you started in the construction department? I did, yep. I started as a project engineer up with the projects, uh, got my feet wet understanding uh, the industry sector terminology, uh, really understanding the uh, the systems and, and how that works at a, at a high level, and then working my way down into the service department, where once we, like I said, once we've installed it, now it's time to, to maintain it and keep it running. Have you guys had any major projects over the years that you're kind of proud of? Yeah, there's been a ton of them. Uh, I can tell you a couple that we're working on, currently closing out Schoolcraft College. Uh, we've done Holistic Health. We're working at uh, the UAW right now. Big projects. 
I see your trucks running around all over where there was a construction site. I see a, a blue and white Macomb mechanical truck delivering products someplace. You guys seem awfully busy. Yeah, we are. Uh, we are all over the place. We've got, geez, I don't know, at least 40 vehicles on the road. Uh, some of those are our service guys, and then the other ones are going to be project, uh, the project department. But we're all over the place, uh, southeastern Michigan. How does being a part of MCA Detroit help you guys do business? Yes. So like your previous, uh, like Rudy and Laura were talking about, we are the recipient of the uh, the product that MCA and, and the locals kick out. So after the training, the industry-wide competencies and the industry sector competencies, we then pick up these individuals as either apprentices or journeymen, uh, bring them into our company, and then hit the ground running essentially based on their training. Are you guys hiring? Yes. Yeah, we're always looking for good uh, good, good help, especially now. Uh, things have picked up substantially since the pandemic. Um, kind of put a halt to everything. But as of right now, man, it's uh, it's full speed ahead, pedal to the metal. What are you looking for in, in a particular job skill? So there are three things that I really focus on when I'm bringing anyone into Macomb Mechanical, whether that's an office member or somebody in the field. And the first thing is going to be um, the winning attitude that's needed to work day to day. Attitude is key. Uh, the next thing is going to be your skill set or your competencies, whether that's risk management or quality management, time management, organization, ethics, everything that you're taught through MCA, through your schooling, through the hands-on experience. And the most important thing is going to be uh, someone that fits our team environment. Like you said, we are a family company. We've been that way for 50 years. We lean into that. We, we like that. Um, and it's a different kind of culture and atmosphere than you might find somewhere else. But uh, if that's what you're looking for, that's what we are. You see, it's a different kind of a culture. You said before you were a family operation. Is that kind of together? I mean, you're really looking for somebody to fit in? So when we say family culture or the clan culture, um, we, we'll fit you in. <laughs> we're, we're the type of people that uh, when, we, when we hire somebody, we're making an investment in that employee. You're not a number. You're not transitional. We don't look to bring you into our company that then sits you in the bench when the project is done. If we're bringing you into Macomb Mechanical, we're looking to invest into your future, into your career, and have you fit our team long term. That's the difference maybe between that clan culture or the, um, you know, for lack of a better term, that more corporate culture where you're just kind of that number. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's who we are. That's what we look for. And uh, that's who we hope to hire. That sounds kind of appealing to somebody who's looking for a place to call home. All of a sudden, you, you know, you guys are offering a good competitive wage and you're looking to be become part of the team. That, that's got to be appealing to somebody looking for work. We think so. Uh, you know, one of the number one things we hear from individuals that were somewhere else prior to McComb Mechanical is they didn't quite have that uh, that feeling of, of being included the uh, uh, the opportunity to share your career at, that, at a company like this. And we absolutely aim to uh, to be the company that offers that kind of thing for our employees. Obviously, a company is composed, comprised of its employees. Were you always in the mechanical contracting end of it all your career? Me? No. I'm actually an educator um, in a previous life. That's what I did for many years. Uh, and then uh, once we found out we had a little bundle of joy on the way, I switched careers and came over to this industry. So maybe this is a message to other people looking to find a home that you don't necessarily have to be a mechanical contractor to find a home at Macomb Mechanical. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Right. We differentiated skill sets is key, I think, in any good organization uh, to be able to take those blinders off and see things from a different light. And that's something that we offer at Macomb as well. 
Greg Johnson, who is with Macomb Mechanical, thank you for joining us tonight on the program. Thank you. Stay tuned for more of WJR's Building Michigan show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to WJR's Building Michigan. I'm Ken Wardolski, and tonight we have a contractor spotlight on Mr. Jim Mollicone, who's the president of Western Mechanical. Jim, good to have you on the show. Thank you, Ken. Glad to be here. I've seen Western Mechanical trucks running around all over the place. You've been around for quite a while, huh? That's our 37th year in business, and I'm very proud of that. Did you uh, start as a plumber yourself when you were a kid? I did. Actually, as a kid, um, worked in the family business. My father was a residential plumbing contractor. So when I was in high school, uh, weekends, and uh, certainly during the summer, uh, he'd bring me along to work and I learned the trade. So you would watch him or would you actually do the work? I was actually doing the work. And um, you know, I just became very good at you know working with my hands at a very, very early age. And I enjoyed it. So what was it like working with your dad at a young age? Did you take did you take direction? Did, did you do what he told you to do? Well, for the most part, yes. Uh, but just my personality, I guess, uh, I think back and laugh sometimes because uh, I always had my own way of doing things and we kind of, you know, butt heads a little bit. And um, in, the, in the end, everything always worked out fine. But uh, just interesting how, you know, I didn't take direction the way you know, I'd like my, my kids to do. Yeah, obviously, if some rubbed off because you're doing pretty darn well over the years. Well, that's one of the reasons why I started my own business, too, is because, you know, my father had his company going. And when I was uh, 28 years old, I decided I wanted to go in business for myself, do things a little bit different, uh, grow the company to a larger, more respected uh, type of company. When I was in the apprenticeship program, I recall... Uh, you know, my, my classmates working for large companies that worked on large commercial industrial projects. And uh, it was very uh, int intriguing to me. And uh, that was a goal that I set for myself. You know, owning your own business is one thing, but getting the business is another. Was it difficult for you learning as a young guy to get business in the plumbing business? Well, you know, <laughs> the school of hard knocks, you know, you, you learn by, by trial and error, you make some mistakes. And uh, you learn along the way. So, um, but I chose to be a union employing contractor from the early, uh, from the very beginning. Like I said before, because all of the most respected companies were union employers, and I was lucky enough to be uh, in the union myself. And um, it also helped me grow the business, being able to draw from a labor pool of uh, trained uh, journeymen, plumbers, and apprentices. Uh, as we got, you know, really busy, uh, I had a, a train full of people I can go and uh, recruit and have come work for us to satisfy our customers' needs. Recruitment, I mean, finding new people to, to have, you know, put to work for you, That's that's got to be the lifeblood of your business. It is, absolutely. And uh, that's where I say very, very, uh, you know, fortunate to have uh, being involved with the plumbers and pipefitters unions where I could uh, draw from uh, their labor pool. Some of our employees have been with us now uh, all over 25 years. And, uh, matter of fact, my business partner started as a plumbing apprentice 
1992. And I'm very proud of the fact that uh, he's uh, moved up in the company the way he has. I guess now he's, he's an owner. And not only himself, but other journeymen uh, or apprentices that started with Western Mechanical uh, early on as uh, tradesmen are now project managers and now estimators. And for me, that's the most gratifying part of, of, of my career. And to watch people grow within your own business. Well, what do you look for when you see a prospective um, employee coming down the line when you talk to them? What do you look for that it makes you think this this could be a good fit for our company? Well, obviously, you know, uh, confident personality, person who's uh, you know, willing to learn and uh, to take on new challenges. Is it tough finding good people these days? Is it tough finding good people? Um, all depends on what you, you know, I describe good. Uh, I think for the most part, people are good in, in general, in nature, and um, you know, they want to do well. What's the most important thing you want for your employees when, when, you, when you bring them into Western Mechanical? What's the one thing you want them to, to, to feel about their job? Well, I mean, if they want to get, you know, get some gratification out of the work. Uh, one of the things in you know, the building trades that you've heard people talk about before is as you drive down the street and you pass by a building that you've worked on, uh, you know, it's very satisfying to point out to your, you know, whoever the passengers are in your car that, or even if you're by yourself, just that feeling of accomplishment that you're, you're part of something bigger. How has the association with MCA Detroit been beneficial for Western Mechanical? Well, that was probably one of the biggest things that helped me as a, as a business owner is joining the association, uh, meeting with my peers and just uh, having the meetings with them and uh, getting to know them and learning, uh, participating in things like labor negotiations, um, customer relations, served as a trustee on the pension funds, and uh, I even served as a past president of the MCA Detroit. So. Just being involved with that helped help you grow uh, professionally, and um, it's been it's been probably the, the one the one thing that I point out to for our, our success. What would you tell a prospective person who say, you know, I, I I'd like to be a plumber? What what would you tell them uh, that it's it's I, I've been doing this all my life, and I think it's the greatest job in the world. How would you impart your passion to them? Well, I do. I mean, I could just tell my story. Uh, you know, I went to uh, East, Eastern Michigan University for one year after college, and I ended up dropping out because I decided I wanted to get into the plumbing trade. And, um, you know, it's worked very well for me. And like I say, it's the type of occupation that um, you can get a lot of satisfaction, whether you're just, uh, you know, you want to work and work with your hands, uh, or if you want to grow in the, in the business, it's very, um, lots of opportunity. What would you tell a young person that um, they can expect as a plumber and a pipe fitter? Well, what they can expect is a very, very good wage, first of all, a very good life. Uh, the fringe benefits are, are ideal, you know, the pension, health insurance, uh, vacation pay that you get. Um, you can, it's a very, very nice lifestyle. Well, we hope you continue for many more years and we hope you can find more apprentices to fill that pipeline to uh, keep business moving. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. Jim Malacone, who's the president of Western Mechanical, thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, 
another 37 more years of success to you and your business. Thank you so much. I'm Ken Wargolski. You've been listening to Building Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Building Michigan has been brought to you by the Mechanical Contractors Association of Detroit. When your next project calls for the best plumbers, pipe fitters, or HVAC technicians, visit mcadetroit.org.